It's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29 year olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong. Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. I'm not sure where you're at and if you're out at the bar. Have a shot on me, just tell them to put it on my tab, and they'll look at you like, what the fuck are you saying? And you just, that's okay, at least we'll roll with it. So welcome to the Swipe Wrong Podcast, the number one podcast amongst people in Mudlick, Kentucky. If that was a real city, then it would be a real statement, maybe? I'm not entirely sure. Um, we're now in binge-worthy mode. First season is wrapped up, and what we're going to bring to you now is some of the bonus material over the next couple weeks, and then we're going to throw back to maybe one of our uh, one or two of our favorite episodes while we get season two going and score it away to uh, get started in uh, the beginning of the year. So the holidays are coming. Uh, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and uh, Christmas not too far after that. And hopefully, uh, hopefully bring some joy to your life. You guys enjoy it and, uh, uh, you know, wrap up the podcast, send it to somebody. I mean, uh, so far the feedback has been really, really good. I haven't heard anybody tell me to go friend myself, uh, as in regards to, to the pod anyway. And, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a good time and hopefully, you know, like, you know, sharing the stories is important. Like I, I've, I think I say every week, it's something that uh, you can feel like you're not the only one who's attracting the crazy, but even more so, especially after the last episode, you know, find out what the best support group is for you, the best way to, to work on certain situations and sometimes not to take it as intensely seriously as some will. So it's, it's pretty tough. You kind of work your way through, but from day one, think think of when you were first on the apps, day one, to where you're at today and how it's changed for you and how you handle things a little bit differently. So um, we're going to roll into some of the some of the material that we had that we didn't put in the first season, uh, but still some pretty good stories, uh, stuff that we knew we would need to carry us between uh, season one and season two. And uh, just like just like always, you know, reach out, let us know uh, about your story because we are in the middle of doing interviews right now or interviews as much in, in the middle of having conversations with people uh, now to hear about more stories to get uh, season two going for you guys. So like us, uh, subscribe, uh, share it. Uh, write a comment uh, and uh, let us know how we're doing because uh, we definitely will take the feedback. And if there's any thoughts or ideas, please let us know about that as well. So in the meantime, enjoy each week where we have these uh, special uh, little outtakes for you, I guess is the best way to put it. So you know how it goes. Sit back, put your feet up, relax, enjoy. And if you're in traffic, don't hit that person next to you. Uh, and uh, we'll call this one. Uh, I think we call this one pussy on a pedestal. And one more word, of course, from the quote unquote legal department. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. 
It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. All right. So you are on, you are on the sites, right? So what, what prompted you to start the sites? You know, it's time to be social new chapter. And my therapist and I thought it was a good idea to fill the void of, you know, downtime. You can only do so many projects at a time by yourself before there's that weird, like you could have conversation with another adult, you know? Yeah. Well, you also work with like around people around, uh, yeah, some hot, some, I mean, like you don't work next to them. It's not like coworkers, but you see some good looking woman come in. I mean, as far as like interaction is yeah, working at a health complex, it has its benefits for sure. I think the problem with that though, is it's a work environment for me. And right. there's, uh, you know, there's a level of maturity and respect you have to carry with that. And if you're running around chasing tail as one of the directors of a fitness complex, people probably look at you funny. And I don't think anybody wants that reputation. I am glad I'm not the director of a fitness complex. Then I would be looked at probably very funny. Well, I mean, it's a catch 22, right? Cause like my facility specifically is predominantly women in leadership role. I'm a minority as a male. Oh, so really? A commodity, if you will, <laughs> uh, which is funny. And again, you know, keep in mind, we're talking women who are, you know, in their nineties all the way down to children. <laughs> so it's a vast range of age groups that go inside of there. But well, I hear you're hiring. So we're always hiring. I'm all right. Always well, applications. If I'm, uh, if I'm on my, if I'm on path and, and for some lifeguards, bro. All right. And I can, I can do mouth to mouth. So this was easier, I take it, than a face-to-face meeting? I mean, easier, convenient. It's kind of the thing, right? Like at my age, I don't know where to go to like be social with people of my age because I've been out of that, you know, game, if you will, for 10 years and having kids and stuff. So yeah. the opportunities to meet someone like, ah, here, here you go. Here's the first one. It's the conversation. Um <clears throat> B and I, my son, are at the shoe store and we're getting boots for, uh, we went camping last year and he needed new hiking boots because he's outgrown his older ones, right? So we're at, uh, oh, Payless, no, not Payless, one of those places, you know, it's like- ESW, we'll call it. Yeah, it's a dedicated shoe store. Uh-huh. Anyway, we go in and there's this really cute, really fit chick running around and it's middle of the day during the school year. So I'm like, all right, well, I know she's at least out of school. I'm hoping, I mean, because she looked younger, but I'm hoping college graduate, right? Like, let's start there and work our way up the, cha- the chain. Again, I'm almost 40 years old, so I don't know where I meet almost 40-year-olds. So anyway, she checks us out for our boots and stuff, and I asked her if she wants to get coffee. She's like, I'm very flattered, and yeah, that'd be great. And she's like, I just graduated college. I'm 23. And I said, oh, I'm recently divorced, and I'm 39. And she stopped and was like, oh, you're a little old. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, well, you know, it's coffee. Thanks for the boots. Uh, did you end up going to, co- going to coffee? No, no. no. I get, no. You know, she never wanted to do coffee with the old man. Yeah, with the old man, yeah. I hear but, you. you know, with, the, with the sites, it's an opportunity where you can, you know, there's a lot of people in the world, bro. There's so yeah. people in the world. So if you can narrow your search range to people who are, you know, like-minded and aged appropriately, if you will. I feel like uh, it's the best opportunity to potentially meet people that you would vibe well with and enjoy hanging out with, you know? For sure. Uh, that had to be a nice, like, feel like a little compliment though. You know, like she was considering until she, she heard how old you were. Oh, totally. I mean, and I'll tell you this too, right? So I feel like being on these sites, when you list out your, your bios and you're like, you know, about me's and you answer the questions and what are you looking for? And like, do you drink, do you smoke, all these other things. Uh, you come across some interesting people who and how they define what those different things mean. 
So like the something casual category, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you see something casual, like casual dating, fucking like, you know what I mean? What is yeah. that? And then the same thing, like you meet people who have a relationship in their status, but then you meet them and they're clearly very social. Yeah. Like, how do you define relationship? You know, and then I love the ones that just straight say marriage. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've come across those. To be I want fucking marriage or bust. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I, maybe I need to read bios more. I don't know that I've come across that one. So from when you first started, what was it like when you first started out? It was brutal. I mean, I guess yeah. it's still brutal too. It, it's an enjoyable social experiment. I think is where I've come to kind of settle on my opinion of the swipe sites where, you know, you go and you meet people and people, everyone's on some sort of mission. Uh, but in the beginning, I felt like, you know, and I tried, I started with Facebook dating in the very beginning because that was like test the waters, which was a, a massive dud. It only matched me people like two states away. It was hilarious. It, it gives zero fucks about your yeah. distance parameters. Yeah. Really, really funny. Uh, but I did meet one person who ended up being a decent friend and we still stay in touch and she's cool. Uh, but other than that, it was, you know, everybody was in Davenport, Iowa or fucking Cincinnati, Ohio. And that's like, oh, that's interesting. So I kind of bailed on that one early. And then my therapist was the one who told me about Bumble. I'd never heard of that. Uh, and, you know, everybody does Tinder at least once, twice if yeah. you like. So, uh, you made it sound like everyone does anal at least once, you know, <laughs> so, and twice if they like it. I think. Yeah. Twice. If they like it. Exactly. After exactly. two times, hard to tell. You never know. <laughs> you either fall in love or you never go back again. So you're mainly on Bumble and that's about it then. Yeah. For the most part, like my Tinder account is semi-active. Like as I was talking to you last week, I went on just a swipe spree. So it plays a role there, but zero, zero success rate on Tinder. I don't think I've actually met anyone I've talked to on Tinder. So do you remember your first date? Oh yeah. What was that yeah, like? Yeah. Uh, that was Red Flag City. And she was a sweet girl too, but uh, we, we met at a bourbon bar for a couple of drinks and she beat me because I was coming from the gym. <laughs> Not I physically, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was coming from work. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I ran home and cleaned up after practice and I met her at this bourbon bar. And when I came in, she had a book, she had her back to the door. So I couldn't see her face, which was flag number one. You're fucking blind date. All I've seen is photos. And, you know, we all have that catfish story. Yeah. Like put your fucking face to the door so you can see me coming. And this is back in COVID too. So like, and I had a mask on. It was like double trouble, right? But anyway, she's got this book she's reading. And for the life of me, I can't remember the author's name. It's a female and she was writing about dark, like depressing experiences and working through it. Like in this, this nameless friend of mine um, was explaining it to me. And like, you could tell that she, she was just kind of still in kind of a dark place. It's like, wow, well, right, red flag number two. <laughs> so we start talking and she starts telling me her story and how she's single and her and her kids and her living situation. It's all really hard. And like, just starts, she breaks down and starts crying in front of me. And this first is like, day, first time meeting. She's crying in front of you. Um, first time we've met um, and about, it was about an hour in, I think I was halfway through my first bourbon. Um, and I ended up drinking two more that says anything. I think you needed them. Yeah. But, uh, and you know, and listen, everybody has their story and we all go through hard times and some of us are more seasoned than others in that regard. So the shock and awe, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily hit me the same way. Maybe it, it used to. So I'm right. like, okay, I'm just taking all this information and in, not faced by any of it. And I, at, the, at one point I almost thought there was like a sympathy situation going on where it's like, I need someone to feel sorry for what I've been through and like support me and hold me up and be a, you know, a comforting confidant, if you will. And uh -huh. so 
there's another flag. So we get into, you know, about an hour and a half, two hours in, and uh, she starts crying again, and it all comes back up again uh, because I was telling her the stories of a few of my tattoos, and that triggered something. Then she cried a third time, and then it was time to go. So, uh, you know, made the tab, and I walked her to the van, and it was like, it was nice to meet you, you know, and she was getting ready to move. It was like, I don't know. She was going on a trip with her girlfriends and I was like, enjoy the trip with your girlfriends. I hope you, you know, get some good away time. And that was that first day you had a girl cry three times. That's what I'm hearing. I believe it was three times. Yes. Three times. Were you kind of like, Oh, this is going to be a fucking trip. Uh, you know, in the beginning it was, I honestly, I kind of put my gloves up when the, yeah. the book she was reading. And then all of a sudden she's telling me about, you know, you know, coming out of an abusive relationship and finding her voice as a woman and that type of thing. It was like, all right, like I, yeah, I'm proud of you for finding this. Sure. Book. But at the same time, I don't think you're ready to, you know, to explore opportunities with relationships with dudes like me. Sure. I'm not that typical dude. And like, I, I, I don't want you to be on this weird defensive. Like I'm a strong woman. I can, you know, this is a first day, by the way. Yeah. First, yeah. first and only, I assume. Oh, first and only. Yeah. First and only. Did you talk to her much after that? No, you know, we exchanged a few messages. Uh, and again, she was on a, like a girl's week and a half getaway or something. She drove two states over to some big festival, if I remember right, uh, with girls of hers from college or something. So she had this big gap where there wasn't a lot of back and forth. And she texted me once when they, they got back and I was like, oh, you know, how was your trip? And it was fine. And that was it. And it was like, okay. And then that was kind of the end of it. You know? Well, yeah, see, that's, it's funny how that goes. And like, usually you can kind of tell pretty quick, but in your case, you probably could tell right when you saw the book, much less crying three times later. Oh yeah. You know, and, and I think the more in the beginning, the, the first date stuff, I felt like it was a lot of work. Yeah. Because, you know, how do you, you, you go through two or three of them and they're all the same. And you're just like, fuck, all right, we got to change this story up here. So then you try to get creative with conversation or topics or, you know, activities. Like you and I are talking about going to the driving range. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, you, I read something. I don't remember what I read. Can you hear this cat in the background? I can. I don't know if the, the, the video or audio is picking up, but yeah, she's just giving you all kinds of help. Yeah. Is not happy. You talk about that is a red flag cat right there. Yeah, yeah she's pissed because she's not yeah. outside. But if she was yeah. outside, she'd be at the back door crying. So anyway, yeah. um, the that conversation and, and the the exchange, you know, a lot of people don't want to do dinner. Like I'm a person that doesn't like dinner on a first date. It's too formal. It, it it you know it interrupts the flow of conversation. Like I'm much more of a, a coffee or a cocktail or an activity. Like you know I've done axe throwing, uh, which was you know it's it's all right. I've thrown an axe, so I don't need to do it again. But it's an easy activity that, you know, it's fun. It's physical. So you have to kind of move. The blood keeps pumping and people don't get tired of just looking at each other. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can kind of go and, you know, grab a cocktail and a fucking appetizer or something if you're having a good time. Yeah, I think that's the nice thing about, like, uh, getting a drink. Like, if it doesn't go well, you can bounce at any time. If you go get dinner for the first night, like, you're still waiting for dinner. And if it's a slow kitchen and you're not having a good time, it is misery. Oh, mis mis misery. Misery. Yeah. Well, and, you know, then it becomes awkward. And, like, you'll meet people that initially you vibe really well with. Um, oh, for sure. The good chemistry. But then when you get to a position where you've got that downtime and it's just like a fucking you run into a brick wall when the dialogue stops and you're just like awkwardly looking at each other's like, damn, have you had that? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And how did, like, what did, did you do something to stop that? Or what did you just like, this is a train wreck. I'm screwed. Yeah. I, no, I, I think, you know, in my experience with stuff like that, when you try to politely like tiptoe around that, like, man, how do I get you to create dialogue? So I'm not just always leading the conversation. Cause you know, and I don't know, I don't know if that's because of what we've done in the past and just the communication skills that we have. Um, and some people don't, and maybe that that's just part of it. You know, like there are those of us who can go into a room and interact with anyone and find a way to like keep a conversation going as long as the recipient can do this. You know what I mean? Like can carry along. And when you run into those people who they just don't have that skill set for whatever reason, and it's like, Oh shit, I'm just having a conversation with myself. Yeah. You know, I've had that happen one time, one time on the days that I was on and I was sitting there and she was, she was great. She was really nice. It's just like, it just like, just not clicking. And we were sitting there and we were both looking at each other or, you know, I don't like to pull out my phone on dates. I think that's just not, that's just not the way to go. I know that's an easy go-to, but I looked at her and I'm like, wow, this is really happening. She's like, what? I'm like, we're just not saying anything to each other. Like, is there, do you want to like, how about the weather? And then made a joke of it. And then it got better. Now, granted, we never went out again. She texted me a couple of weeks later, I think by accident, but uh, that's okay. Well, and like, yeah, it's the, you, you mentioned the phone thing. If, if that's not the biggest pet peeve yeah. anyone should have when you're going on, uh, you know, I don't know, the word date, I feel like is outdated. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. If you're going first, to hang out. Yeah, on a first date, um, you can't, like, I went out with this chick. It was actually, this one was down in Tampa. Uh, just it was the last night she was down to just go out and be social and have a good time. Um, catfish, by the way. You were catfished by her. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you're catfished. I think I you were. I, I, I think, uh, yeah, because she didn't ask you for money yeah. or, or anything yeah. like that, but she yeah. definitely, if I remember right, she sold you a false bill of goods, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. But we met and we went down for, for drinks. But, but let's she, go there. Hold on. I mean, yeah, hold ahead. on. Before you get there. selling the, the, what did she like? What am I saying when I'm saying like, like tell the story? Oh, well, so the, first of all, she got very aggressive in the exchange. What are you doing? <laughs> I can see you're from out of town. When do you leave? I want to suck your dick. Like, let's go. And it was like, what? And she's like, yeah. I've just, I'm, I got the itch and I need, I need something, no strings attached. I think it's great. You're leaving soon. And like, I literally, this is why I'm talking to you right now. And it was like, Oh, and, oh. I, you know, and I hadn't had that experience before. Like I've never like purposely met someone just to fuck that night and then be done. Like that's, that's not my speed. And, and right? side note, like I want to hear all of this, but you're doing this on Bumble, I assume, right? Oh uh, yeah. This was a Bumble chick, which Bumble, when you're from out of town, I think it puts you at the top of the list. Oh, really? Yeah. Like if you like, that. if you're looking like when you log in, like if you look at their location and where they're from, a lot of times it'll be like, it probably said, Hey, this is Mike from Chicago and he's in Tampa and you're at the top of the list and you are getting like, people see you more. It's the weirdest thing, but I'm sorry. Cause I'm, I'm enthralled with the story. So keep going. No. Yeah. I didn't know that's funny. That fucking these algorithms, bro. Yeah. For real. hundred percent. Uh, anyway, so we went out to this little, you know, bar and pub, if you will. And I don't remember what game was on. It was NBA. Uh, it might've been Boston. Uh, but I was like, I set us up to where we had a TV. I grabbed the guy that was running the bar. I was like, Hey bro, I need that TV with the game. Thanks. And, uh, we sat down and she wanted to eat and I was like, okay. You know, I thought we were just going to grab a couple cocktails and see what the vibe was. And then you were going to swallow my Johnson. And she's like trying to get me to take a bunch of shots of Jaeger and just, you could tell she's trying to really get me liquored up. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to, 
stick to beer, you know? And she's like, Oh, I'm not drinking. I'm like, Oh, okay. She's like, I got to get sober. I just had this DUI. And then like all of a sudden the wheels <laughs> came off. The wheels came off. Is that what you said? Yeah. So she pulls out her phone. This is the whole reason I was going to tell the story. So she pulls out her phone and she starts telling me all these side hustle gigs that she's got. And she's selling this, uh, this expensive art for this guy. She's going to go out on her own soon. And she tells, and she's from this chick's from Jersey, by the way. She's, she's a transplant to the Tampa area. She's from Jersey originally. You can tell she comes from money. Her family's clearly doing well. And she's coming out with Jersey City or why well, I can't remember the name of it. It's a saltwater taffy company. <laughs> And it's, it has something to do with Jersey City or something like that. And uh, right. God, I hope she I hope she makes it because I'll be able to be like, do you remember when I met that chick? It's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, so she tells me and she's like showing me and you, she's taking fucking pictures of her pizza appetizer that she ordered and posting. Oh, sure. Instagram, and she was one of those. And it's just like, fuck, I, I need all those shots to want to have any type of physical contact with you. Jesus Christ. Needless to say, we got back to my hotel and she did not come upstairs. Really? Okay. Yeah. So she was she staying at the hotel with you or she just went back I to the hotel and to make sure well, the expectation was we were going to grab a couple of drinks. And then we we're going to go back to the hotel and we were going to turn off the lights. Right. And she like not only didn't even suggest that in person, like I think either inadvertently or on purpose made herself less attractive over the course of the two hours we were hanging out. She's one that didn't look like her picture at all. Right. Well, I mean, she it was the same person, but it was maybe like a either altered or 10 year gap in some of the photos. Snapchat filters, maybe. Hey, yeah, and you know, I'll tell you, bro. There's if you want to talk about another thing that's annoying as fuck, th those things should be outlawed on these swipe sites. Like those fucking filters, I don't even know what they do because I'm not into that shit. I'm a, social media is my enemy more than it is my friend. <laughs> so that's that's one of the things. Like so, as as guys, I mean, we don't have to fight off nearly as much as women do, but that is one of the things that we have to fight off, right? It is it is navigating the filters to make them look because there's some that they clean up like all the lines in your face uh, and make everything look smooth. And you almost look like 10 years younger. And that's, that sounds like what you ran into. Potentially. And I didn't know that that was a thing for dudes, but like I've come across some profiles that have literally said, dudes, please no filters. No way. Really? I've, I swear to you, I've read it more than once. I've seen the, the, if you have, if you're holding a fish yeah. or on a motorcycle, I don't want anything to do with you. I've seen that. Or the dead animal or the, yeah. Uh, or if you're flexing or whatever or, or the ones where it's like if your kids are in your pictures that's creepy and it's like what so, so by the way whoever you are out there that thinks that way like my kids are a part of my life <laughs> Why oh would I for sure but like look I, I i've said this to girls like i don't want to see the kids in your dating profile pictures no yeah well maybe but i don't no. know that's my personality yeah i i get it but like for for like i'm just like if, was, if a woman has children, like you're going to know one way or another. Why is it a big deal? She's got a good picture of her and her kids are in the picture. I just don't like, I don't, I just like, cause it with most guys are like, all right, do I want to date her? And like, when they say my kids are my life, fuck, they better be like, no, I was going to say, I, I so. idiot. Huh? Yeah. anybody who, who has to say that out loud. Yeah. I think they're missing the point there. Like that's I've a, never, duh, that's a no brainer. I've never seen one instance where they said, Hey, I have kids, but they're not really my life. We can hang out whenever we want. Exactly. That's never ever happened. I know. A couple. Never. I know. I know a couple would probably say that who would say that. Yeah. But, but like they wouldn't put, they'd say that to you, but they're sure as shit. Not going to mean like, they're like, Oh my God, the sex was amazing. All right. Eh, yeah, kids, totally. you're going to have to go stay at grandma's tonight. Cause I'm, 
I'm going to go get some. That's, that's a thing. I get that, but yeah, don't put yeah. it in your profile. Oh, no, I, I understand that perspective. So what's the most annoying. So, all right. So tell me your worst date. I haven't, I don't know if that was it, but tell me your worst date. Oh man. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't think I've had any just really bad dates. I have a really funny date. This chick. All right. Uh, we, we kind of danced, we danced a dance really long because her schedule was awful. And so was mine. And then we finally got a window and we decided we're going to go to top golf. And I didn't realize that we needed, and this was fucking, I'm talking a Wednesday night, right? Middle of just middle of the week, didn't have a reservation and the place was fucking packed. So we, we get to top golf and it's like, all right, what's the wait time? It's like two hours. It's like, fuck. And this chick was super cool. Um, and I'm like, all right, what do we do? We, so we both pull our phones out and we Google like closest bowling alley, closest pool hall. Like, all right, let's go to the bowling alley. So the bowling alley is closer. We she jumps in the truck. We go to the bowling alley. No open lanes. It's league night. <laughs> so we pull out our phones. Like, all right, is there another bowling alley? Well, not really. All right. It's probably league bowling over there, too. Let's go to this pool hall. She's like, I got one. It's like two miles away. We jump in the truck. We drive to the shittiest dive bar in whatever village of Chicago we were in. Walk in. She had called ahead, by the way. They said, yeah, we've got a table. We'll hold it for you. It was one table in this whole bar in like some college party. And they're all on the pool table. <laughs> oh my God. We sit down at the bar. We're like, fuck it. Let's get a drink. So this chick was you know, in comp prep. Uh, she's a bikini competitor. Okay. Model, whatever, you know, that goes through, like not bodybuilding, but the bikini model. Yeah. Sure. She's, in, she's in prep mode. So she's not drinking. She's barely eating. She's only drinking water. I'm like, all right, well, why order two water? She's like, no, you can have a drink. And it's no, it's cool. You know, I'll drink water with you. It's fine. We sat at the bar for the next four hours, just back and forth. And it was great conversation. And it was, it was lighthearted and fun. She had some fucking weird story about a friend of hers that like had murdered someone, but didn't really murder someone. And it was fucked up. And like, she's chick's got a little bit of crazy in her, but by the end of the night, it was like, I, I fucking absolutely see this chick again. We never talked again. Never talked again after well, a, a day like that. that. That's crazy. Though. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say it like that. Like a couple of weeks went by and we had exchanged a few messages, but it was real. You could tell the energy was just totally gone. Really? And like, that was it. I mean, you guys made a, a, a six hour date pretty much, or maybe a five hour date into something that sounded like a pretty good time and it just didn't work. huh? Yeah. I mean, a lot of common interests, you know, she's healthy, health and fit chick. I mean, yeah. she was into sports, like took care of herself, like to have a good time. Yeah. She had, she had uh, bolt-ons, so that's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. And uh, it just, you know, just wasn't meant to be. I did Fair. go on a chick where I went to a bowling alley. And after the first date, I think I was a little too, I came on a little too strong, I think. Because uh, the chick was like, ah, I met somebody else I think I had a better connection with. And I was like, all right, well, we had a really good fucking time. She was hot, dude. She was really good looking. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. You came on too strong, like you were trying to yeah, take her uh, back to the house? No, just, you know, I didn't want the night to end. I was having a really good time. And it, I was like, she, you could tell she was tired. You know, I was having a really good time and she was having fun, but she was ready to go. And I just kind of was like, oh, let's just go grab one more drink. You know, I'm just really enjoying the company. And I think it's yeah. just a little too much for her. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. I remember the craziest date or the worst date, whatever you asked me. All right, I got, cool. I got this chick. Uh, do you remember the, the, she put the pussy on the pedestal chick I told you about? I remember. Yeah. I remember our conversation. Yeah. yeah. She, we met at the bar. We had three or four drinks. 
the conversation was fairly lighthearted. She's a big sports person. Her son has uh, some health issues and they had had a, we're fortunate enough to have an opportunity with the Make-A-Wish Foundation to do some things. And That's awesome. uh, she had told me about that. And it was really cool. And, uh, you know, the bar closed early that night, unbeknownst to us. And I was like, you want to come back to my house? You know, I only live 20 minutes away, but I'm 15 minutes away and I've got beer. We could just sit and chill. And she's like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not sleeping with you. I'm that kind of girl. And I was like, no, no, I'm literally asking if you want to come over for drinks. Like, no, that's it. You know, those of us exist in the world, I promise. So she came over and we had this conversation going and it was fine. And then it kind of pivoted to her ex and this other guy. And then you, all of a sudden she was telling me about this dude named Brian, although she wouldn't tell me his name because she still liked him. It was like she, she had a thing for this guy and she didn't want to say his name because it made her feel weird, but she, she, but she didn't like him. But he liked like, you know what I mean? It was one of those really weird, like clearly this chick's humming up on this dude and doesn't know how to put into words to another dude that she's literally on a, a night out with. And it was just got real fucking weird. And then it was the pussy on the pedestal thing where like, you know, you got to work for this pussy. This is the best pussy ever. And, you know, I'm not just like, giving it out to anybody. And like, she's literally saying this shit. Saying it to you, like, like to me. because of Brian or. Well, like I don't just... know. How, I don't remember how we got there. Uh, but okay. Sex was on the conversation. She She's like, so what do you do? Like, you know, do you just bring girls back here for sex? She was trying to be playful and flirtatious about it in the beginning, uh, but it like took a weird turn. And it was like, no, but I'm not not trying to have sex either. Like if we're having a good night and you happen to come home with me or vice versa, like that's an us decision. And if that happens, giddy up. And if it doesn't, no big deal. Like it's not an expectation. I don't expect that. So then it became this, you know, and I called her. I said, listen, I, I, I think, you know, the sex with you train it's a little too shiny. Yeah, I <laughs> maybe turn the volume down a little bit. Um, Did she also call you from like uh, later on, like yeah, she well, no. at a wedding or something? So she had a friend die, or a friend's friend had a died, or something, and they were out just getting hammered. This was around Christmas, I think. Just getting fucking toasted, and her girlfriend called me when I had my kids. And like left this blown up long ass message. And, uh, you know, I shot this chick a text. It was like, yo, that's not really cool. I don't really appreciate this. You know, I'm with my children. Uh, to, you know, your girlfriend's harassing me about not coming out. She'd invited me out, which is hilarious because <laughs> we had an awful time. But anyway, <laughs> um, so then she claimed that she didn't know that anybody had had her phone and she didn't because she doesn't. And th this was the type of chick, bro, that like just the white lies that don't matter. Right. I don't save people from the dating sites in my phone until they're important like that type of thing it's like okay they gotta be on a pedestal i guess that's right it's like okay like be that guy uh but anyway she called and i was like i picked up the phone i was like what do you need you know and she, she could tell i was really annoyed and you know patience is my superpower like i can i can get through a lot of bullshit um but like i just have time for stupidity and i told her that i was like listen that this is a terrible time for me to be hanging out with you and a bunch of your drunk girlfriends you guys are in mourning i want to respect your space we don't know each other and to be quite honest, like I'm uncomfortable, <laughs> like, you just make me uncomfortable. And she didn't like that at all. Um, but you know, better to be honest than lie. Right. hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so we've had a couple of crazies. We got a couple of minutes left. There've been some really good days though. I think you said though, you've mentioned it a couple of times. So tell me about, yeah. tell me about the, the victory. Ah, uh, I mean, there's been a few women that I've met that have been really just cool chicks, good vibe, good back and forth. 
lighthearted and, and, you know, open and mature. Uh, and, and I think if there's, if there's one takeaway that I've had from this is there's still a lot of immature people, even at this age out there. Um, or maybe if it's not immaturity, it's closed mindedness, which I guess I would call a little bit of ignorance um, and just not willing to just look at things from a different perspective. Uh, but, you know, you you meet people who as you as you leave the date or, you know, the evening, whatever you want to call it, you're just like, I would like to do that again. You know, and you just have that connection with somebody. And those yeah. are good. Uh, and you know, as you and I talked about just recently, like you hope you have more of those than you don't, because those are the ones that when you don't have an opportunity to experience, they don't help build you, I think, relationship character where you can appreciate certain aspects of a relationship, um, even if it's not the right fit for you. You know, and yeah. I, I know personally that's helped me grow. And what I, I guess I'm looking for, if, if I would say I was looking for anything in a relationship, but like what boundaries and expectations are that I'm going to hold self myself accountable to. Like when you meet those people, you do vibe well with on a level, hopefully it's multiple levels, but on any level, it's just good to, you know, take positive constructive takeaways and you know, be a better human, I guess. Thank you for being along for the ride of the swipe wrong podcast, where we take everyday people like you and me telling their everyday stories of their swipe right life show is produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham place. If you want to reach out to the show and tell us your story, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call. Google voice us at 317-426-6616. Leave your information and we'll get back to you or just your story. You can also email us at swipe wrong pod at gmail.com. We are on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. We're out there. I am Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. You can find me pretty much anywhere that you see me. And next week, the saga continues. Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong.